Welcome back to another episode of Two Jack Bros. And if it's your first time, welcome and thank you for giving us a shot. I am Sydney. I am sitting next to Ansley. Hello. And today our guest is none other than the Jeff Colella. I didn't say that last name right, did I? You actually nailed it. I nailed it? You nailed it. I thought it was great. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, Gusto. It was nice. It was, yeah, I do. I was like, that if, if there's anything I can do is be wrong confidently. Yeah. Is one of my yeah. And if one you of were wrong, power. I wouldn't have corrected you. I'd have been like, "That's me." <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. yeah, Jeff Charles. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thank you for thank you for being here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm yeah, I'm excited. Absolutely. So before we get started, I want to remind you guys to do all the things you do to show love to a podcast, like rate, subscribe, review, all that stuff. Tell a friend, join our Patreon, and be sure to check out Jeff's podcast, Big Boy Mountain. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And uh, Jeff, so you do you know what we do on this podcast? Uh, for the, yeah, like a general overview. I listen to a few episodes. Okay, so, all right, that, that's, yeah. that's a yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, so. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay, it's okay. You know, there's, no, you know, it's, it's, so, it's so funny because when I ask people that, they're like, oh my fuck, what am I, what am I supposed to say here? You know I mean? Die hard for long time, you know, first yeah. time, long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So if you don't know what we do on this podcast and it's your first time, the basic premise of this podcast is to prove that you can have a dark, maybe even inappropriate sense of humor and still reach enlightenment or a higher consciousness. We take our guest, who is going to be Jeff today, through the process of enlightenment so that you and us, Ansley and me, can yes. laugh our way to our higher consciousness without doing all of the vulnerable work that Jeff is about to get into. I love that. Yeah, I'm like the legwork, the labor of the yeah of the journey. You're the proxy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or, or I mean, depending on how much of a nerd you are, you are the avatar. I'm a big avatar guy. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Big avatar guy. Yeah. Like it's like my guilty. It's like my comfort show. I feel like when I like throw on and I like just you know smoke a little bit late at night. I'm like I don't really feel like getting into anything. I'm just gonna throw on a little avatar. I know, I know the hits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know the hits. Yeah. I finished Cora recently. And I was like, nice. yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. The kids were watching it and the bloodbending episode came on. Oh, the Puppet Master. One. They were like, the Puppet Master's on. Yeah. <laughs> Some good villains in that one. Yeah, yeah. I like the villains. Dude, there's good one. villains in both of them. Yeah, oh, of course. And not to beleaguer the point, but all of our kids have names that come from the Avatar slash Legend of Korra universe. I, I, know, I was going to ask because obviously Korra, but Korra. yeah. And then my uh, son's middle name is uh, Mako. He, he, he wants to pronounce it Mako instead of Mako. Okay. So it's Mako. And then uh, my other daughter's middle name is Jet. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. We're having a good I've time. said, uh, so is it, because wait, so is it Mako or is it? it in, in The Legend of Korra, they pronounce it Mako. Right. Yeah. And he was, wasn't he named after the voice actor for uh, Iroh? Who passed away? Yeah, we we we're like our fascination and obsession stays in the cartoon. Understood. Sorry. <laughs> we're like Jeff, do not take yeah. me out of this. Yeah, I don't know anybody who does any voices for anybody. I'm like that just, guy. I'm like, did you actually know that he was in this? I'm like just an IMDb page. Yeah. I'm like, did you actually know that the Uncle Iroh wasn't even in season three? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're basically posers. Yeah. <laughs> so Jeff, everybody gets the same questions on this podcast. Right. Okay. And uh, Ansley, let's get this man started. All right, Jeff. What situation or event did you learn the most information from? Um, I would say 
probably like the first like big boy job I had because I like graduated high school and I was like working at Home Depot. But then I got like that first like salary job, mm-hmm. you know, and I was working in a in an office and I was actually like in a cubicle and I was designing cubicles. <laughs> it was literally like just an absolute nightmare. But it was like the first like salary job I had. And I was like, this is what you're supposed to be doing in life. Yeah. Like whatever. And I, I feel like it was I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I was like, I definitely don't want to do this. And it was like, I yeah. feel like my crossroads in a sense that I always like look back on. Like I was extremely like out of shape. I'm currently out of shape. But like at the time I was like pretty out of shape. Uh, just hated my job. Wasn't doing anything. And then I I was like going through like a breakup. And then I ended up just like listening to podcasts, listening to stand up all the time, like just trying to like get through the workday and just was like, I got to make a change. And then I pursued comedy and like made a career change and started driving a beer van. And uh, I went went from like spending like, you know, from eight to five in an office to just like being in bars all day long. (laughs) It was it was like maybe a different route, but I was like, this is still better than what I was like doing. Just kind of like living in khakis. Yeah. So a couple questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Designing cubicles while in a cubicle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did you ever get creatively blocked? Yeah. Were you ever like, man, I don't know how to make this cubicle. (laughs) Well, there's only so many things you can do. Like, it's pretty limiting. But then you'd have like a client on the phone who'd be asking for like all these things. And I will say the company I worked for was like, they really overpriced. Like, they were like, this is a pretty good chair. It's like $6,000. And you're like, okay. I mean who's this for? And they're like, it's for the Dallas Mavericks. And you're like, oh, okay. All right, now I understand. So yeah. like, if anything, you're just like, what can we do for the Dallas Mavericks? Maybe a lot of leg room in yeah. the desks? <laughs> like, you know, there's only so many things you could do. No. You're like high-end cubicles then. Oh, high-end cubicles, yeah. Like floor plans for like, you'd get like a paper on your desk and they're like, this one's for like the U.S. border? And you're like, oh. Okay, should I call them or like, <laughs> to discuss? Do you want higher walls? Then? Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm just like a 19 year old kid, <laughs> just like no college education. Like I'm like I don't know what we're doing here. I'm just imagining like on the border, they're making cubicles to, t- to keep out Mexicans <laughs> from stealing that job. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, Jeff. You're on the front line of keeping immigrants from stealing our jobs, dude. I'm just a really, ex- we, we did a quote for the wall. It came in a little too high of a price. They were like, we're yeah. going to outsource, actually. That's, that's just the idea of like a Mexican immigrant making it all the way into like a corporation <laughs> and they get thwarted by a cubicle wall. <laughs> like they almost stole one of a, almost stole an American job. <laughs> uh, Home Depot. You worked at home. How long did you work at Home Depot? I worked at Home Depot for like a year and a half. I worked uh, in the garden section. Oh, nice. um, mainly because like if you just aren't, like I feel like if you have to have like, you know, you're a retired plumber, you'll mm-hmm. be in like the plumbing section, a retired electrician. You know, those are two like avenues you don't want to like just tell someone wrong information on because mm-hmm. they'll like, you know, ruin their home. But they were like, we can s- stick this guy out with the flowers for sure. He'll yeah. just tell yeah. people how much sunlight it needs. Yeah. Okay. Load up like, mulch. He looks like he smokes weed. Yeah. Like <laughs> they were like, put him outside, you know, not talking to customers. <laughs> like, now, were, were you uh, were you an available home depot employee or were you hard to find for customer service? <laughs> I was very hard to find. <laughs> we would actually do this thing on, so Sundays at one because of football, mm-hmm. Home Depot is empty. Like it is Sunday morning packed. One o'clock rolls around. It's literally oh. empty. And every employee is in the back watching football. And then there's one department head coming back every like 30 minutes going, who is on the floor? 
yeah. and just yelling at people until someone was like, I guess I'll do a lap. Like, yeah. I'll just do a lap and then you do a lap. But yeah, we basically just hit out behind the flowers the whole time. Okay. Now, are you guys trained to kind of like feel when, in a, when a customer needs you and then go the other way? No. <laughs> like, how is how no, just, that's natural? Okay. Just, I uh, just had to ask. Yeah. Yeah. I had to ask. That's natural. You just pick yeah. up on that. Because, like, maybe they just want people looking around Home Depot. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you, you never know. Yeah. But, uh, so you started comedy. Mm-hmm. And then, what would you say would, was the, like, how would you, uh, boil down? what it is that you learned uh, from that, like being... What I, I'd say I learned what I didn't want to do, which I feel like I'm not a, I'm not great at making decisions. I'm more of like a, a passive, go-with-the-flow kind of guy. So I feel like for me, it was just more of like a process of elimination of like, okay, don't want to do this. I do want more freedom. I don't want to be like under fluorescent lights, not near windows. Like, so then I went like the complete opposite direction. I was driving like the beer van. Cause then I was literally out and about in market, like going into accounts every day, like talking to people. Like it was just way more up my alley. I feel like, as opposed to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of getting locked into the, you know, potential corporate world. Okay. I was just going to say after college, I interviewed for a job um, for construction with jails, like building. And I like I thought I was going to die. Like if I got the job, I was like, this is going to be the worst thing. Like it was like soul crushing. It was like (laughs) permanent cubicles. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Court ordered cubicles. (laughs) That's actually so good. Yeah. Just shaping it that way. We're like, we could spruce up your prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so how, how important was that to your life? Like how was that Huge. a life? Was that a big life change for the way that you were Huge. conducting yourself at that point? And what was that change? Yeah. I feel like I was just depressed. Like, I feel like I was just really not in a great space, like in the sense of like, I would wake up and I would go get my Dunkin' Donuts sandwich and then I would go sit in the cubicle and then I would go to like Arby's for lunch and then I would like go back to doing more cubicle stuff and then I'd go home and smoke weed and pass out and just do the whole thing over again. And like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I got more of like, okay, what do I want to do? How am I going to be happy? And then I like met my girlfriend and like everything just kind of was clicking and it was good. Oh. Driving a beer van, <laughs> girlfriend. Yeah, no, dude. Sorry. I'm For sure. Inappropriate. For sure. I support love. She she runs it, dude. Hell when yeah. people ask me, they're like, you want to do this comedy show? I'm like, I got to ask my girlfriend. She runs the calendar. I'm not even sure what we're doing this weekend. <laughs> nice. Uh, so when you went to, what was your Dunkin' Donut sandwich just out of curiosity? Oh, the chicken, the chicken sandwich on the ciabatta that they discontinued because they're Fucks. I was okay. so mad, dude, with the honey mustard on it. I had it down to the point where the guy, if there was a super long line, because it was in Cherry Hill, so it was like a packed Dunkin' Donuts, but the guy would literally see me, point at me, and throw my sandwich on the grill. He knew. <laughs> I was a regular, which was a problem. <laughs> like, yeah. I saw that guy at a different Dunkin' Donuts like a year later, and he shook my hand. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I got to get it together. He's like, probably happy you were still alive. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, you were the only person eating that chicken sandwich. <laughs> In the tri-state area, <laughs> it's a, it's a, what? And then what would you go to Arby's? I was I would I always get like the chicken fingers because the only places mm. near me were in that like little area that I worked at were Arby's and a Subway, and so I, I would like crush a foot long meatball sub or just have Arby's and be like, man, I'm like really out of shape right now. Like I don't yeah. know what's going on. Yeah, it's probably uh, whatever the 
they put in that Dunkin' Donuts chicken. Yeah. That's <laughs> no way that's real chicken. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. There's no way, but it was delicious compared to, you know, their limited options. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, uh, all right. So I, I get it. So you, you, you learn to start, uh, living life for you, I guess is what it sounds like. Yeah. I feel like I, I don't, I feel like I hit a point. I still feel this way. Like I hate the nine to five format. Mm-hmm. I just don't think like, I don't know. I think I just like came out of like high school, like just so naive. And I came into the real world and I was like, so I just work forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. And then what? Like I get like three hours a day at home. Like yeah. that means that seems it was crazy to me that I was like, I literally see people at work more than I would see my family. Like that yeah. is weird to me. And then I worked eight to five and it was like an hour commute. So it was like from seven to six. I just wasn't home. And I was like, this sucks, dude. I'm just out here doing shit I don't like for 11 hours a day. Yeah. yeah. I just did mathematically. I was like, this does not make sense to me. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I don't like, like that. it. Take charge of your time. Yeah, your three-day time weekends. Four-day weekends. That's yeah. what I'm yeah. about. All right. So, Jeff, we're going to open up these chakras starting from the bottom chakra up. You cool with that? Yeah. Yes. Verbal contracts are legally binding in the state of Pennsylvania. Jeff, you cannot take that back. I'm in. I will say I couldn't tell you the definition of a chakra. If you put Sweet. a gun to my head, would not be able to tell you. We barely can. We also don't okay. have a gun. But <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to tell me chakras there are, real quick? There uh, are energy centers throughout okay. your body. And if, um, you know, your energy, if they if it's not flowing, if it's not... Um, working correctly mm-hmm. it can also have health impacts on you oh can it really yeah yeah is yeah. it like when like when ang's chi was blocked or like the, Hora's the guru episode yeah dude yes. you know it's like that you mean yes. what this podcast is absolutely based off is of? it yes. for sure okay all right now t- see we use avatar terms i'm in there let's yeah. go now i'm in Hell yeah. all right my favorite part about that is you said you didn't know what chakras were when ansley was defining it for you there was for sure a question mark in there <laughs> <laughs> she asked you she asked you if it was okay if she said that. So, <laughs> so yeah, Ansley. Yes. Take it away. So, Jeff, how did you learn to overcome fear? <clears throat> Ooh, um, it's a good question. I don't know. I think I just like rechannel it in a different way. Like, I think it's like uh, like before. I guess just related to stand up because it's easier. But I think like before, like you'd be afraid to get on stage. Like you have that initial. Like, this is a big step. I got to, like, mentally prepare to even get up here, publicly speak, stuff like that. But then I I think now I've, like, channeled it to be, like, well, now my fear is, like, wasting the mm. potential or, like, not, you know, committing, I guess, or, like, not caring about any type of, not to be corny, but, like, legacy. Not, like, comedy legacy. Just, like, something that you're not, like, you know, that you're, like, I'm proud of this is the thing that I did as opposed to, like, just sitting on the couch all the time because I'm, like, scared to go do something. Mm-hmm. So I think like yeah. rechanneling my fear to benefit me is probably how I do it. I just play a lot of like mental mind games on myself, I think. Could you give us an example of how that mental mind game would work? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm a borderline insane person. So like I could start I, like <laughs> legitimately I'm like, I'm so superstitious and I believe in like jinxes and stuff like that. So like I'll negatively like if I if I'm like, I'm going to do well tonight, I know that I'm going to fucking suck tonight. Mm-hmm. But if I like, but because it matters to me, I'll walk into it and be like, I'm going to bomb. I feel like I have like that Nate Diaz, like I'm going to get knocked out. I assume that. But if I don't cool. Yeah. Cool. Like, and I think, yeah, I constantly am playing like, a, I don't care about this, even though it's super important to me. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how I have to do it or else I'll just be like, you know, anxiety ridden all day. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of tough being a, a highly superstitious person. It's very challenging. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like I used to be because there was a moment when I realized that it had just gone too far because I was always a really superstitious person. And then uh, on the night of an eclipse, a lunar eclipse, we were all out. Is uh, We were living in an apartment complex. This is before we had our son. So this was at least nine years, ten years ago. Yeah. And we were all out watching a lunar eclipse with our, our, our neighbors. And I, I'm always messing around with people. So everybody's, you know, the eclipses take forever. Right. You know, <laughs> right. it's like they, you don't like, and, every, and no, we, nobody had ever as a, like up until their adulthood at that moment had ever went out to like watch the progression of a lunar eclipse. Right. So we were all out there like, you know, with our mouth like, ah, and it was like two hours later, like, okay, what's happening here? So people started going back in. And then I said, you guys do know that it is bad luck to not finish a lunar eclipse that you start. And I was just fucking around with people. And then multiple people decided to come back to the lunar eclipse instead of going in. And I, I even wanted to go in. Yeah. But now I couldn't. Because you brought them back. Because since people believed what I said, in my mind I was like, shit, this is true now. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm stuck out here watching a lunar eclipse off of a superstition that I made up to fuck with people. Yeah. So I was just like, I got to stop. <laughs> this is too... Superstitions I'm... can be crippling depending yeah. on you or the people you're with. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, we, I, we stayed and watched that eclipse. It was insane. So, but you know, you say you can do that though. You got through that. You know, yes, that's something yeah. you guys conquered. I did. And as a reward for it, the next day I was like, now I'm allowed to not be superstitious. <laughs> I did it. Release. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Jeff, can you remember an experience or a time when you were the most scared? Ooh. Um, I was the most scared. Just in general? Just like, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Um, Okay, yeah, kind of related. Ooh, actually, kind of even relating to the superstition thing. So I actually was on a, a cruise with my family. Already terrifying. Yeah, already, right? Right, yeah. already. So you're trapped at sea. Uh, trapped at sea with my family. <laughs> Water cubicle is like... Water like cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So I'm just like trapped at sea and uh, we're going through... This is not an exaggeration. We go through... They go, we're going to go through the Bermuda Triangle. Mm. And I like immediately start having like a mental spiral because I'm just like, are you out of your mind of the Bermuda Tri? Would you not go around this? Did like, they, they announce it as like, this is cute? Like, yeah, cute like guys? they were like, we're going to be entering it in like, you know, two hours. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, we have two hours to live. And not only that, but it was like literally the passing of like one day into the next. And it was becoming Friday the 13th. Oh, no. Mm. So we were going through the Bermuda Triangle on Friday the 13th. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, it's also hurricane season because my mom likes to shop the deals. So we went to the cruise in <laughs> hurricane season and they were like, a hurricane's coming and a hurricane literally hit our cruise ship and like me and my brother like fell out of bed. Like our room was like on a slant. It was like Titanic. Like it was insane. Yeah. I literally remember going like, I'm going to fucking die on a cruise ship. Yeah, and this is so lame. Yeah, like like an like what for what endless buffets? Like what were we even here for? I'm gonna die on a cruise ship. Yeah, and I was just mentally like, you guys did this. It's it's the Bermuda Triangle on Friday the 13th. No one mapped out this day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody. 
what is it when you're on a cruise ship and a hurricane hits it is it like like you set the boats tippy and like it you, was you look yeah. out little round windows and like see the <laughs> our storms? our room didn't have a window okay so it was even more terror you're just like what's going on yeah like we're, yeah. In, we're in a cubicle or in the yeah. water cubicle like there's nothing <laughs> Oh, geez. And, uh, yeah, I remember they, like, shut down the first, like, few floors. Yeah. And had people, like, move up to <laughs> higher floors. Oh. Because they were like, a lot of water's getting in. And yeah. we were like, oh, yeah, geez. do you guys have a plan for this? Or Yeah. So, yeah, yeah then we just went so to... So we like, have a plan as soon as I find my black cat yeah, right, right. <laughs> around here somewhere. <laughs> There's, like, a ladder outside the yeah. door. You're like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So, yeah, that was probably, like... One of the more, I was like, you know, kind of coming to terms with, I feel like death in a way. Yeah. How long was that fear? Like how long the was the, the, the whole, the whole, day. Yeah. the whole night? I like eventually I think fell asleep just because. Passed out from fear? I think so. Like, I, think I, like, I don't know. I don't remember going to sleep. I think I blacked out. Took a fear nap. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially permanent. Yeah. That's uh, okay. So now were you able to, in that moment, were you, if you remember, were you able to channel that fear into something else or were you just like, yeah, I was like, God, dude, I love my my girlfriend because <laughs> yeah. we weren't dating yet. And I was like, well, yeah, I got to be with this girl because like in my head, I remember being like, ah, you know, I was pulling the lame, didn't even we weren't like committing. You know what I mean? Like it was just kind of like more of like this, this talking stages. So I feel like that was one where I was like, I got to like really buckle down and get, get my life together in a way. Mm. That's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a wild experience. Very wild. Um, yeah. So we'll definitely consider that a fear chakra unlocked. Yes. You feel good about that? That's a butthole release. You yeah, feel good? I feel a little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel good about it in a way. Hell yeah. All right, Ansley, take it away. All right, Jeff. This is a little segment we like to call "My Bad." It's a chance for you to apologize to a person, place, or thing in order to set your karma back to neutral. All right. We just got doing. It's because so I listen. So we we I do stoner dads, mm-hmm. which we get like unbelievably high on Thursday, and then like I can't stop smoking on Friday, right? And then Saturday is like when I'm finally starting to tail off, and then today like I haven't smoked at all, and my brain is just a fog. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's like a weird. I gotta I gotta figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe I gotta because usually usually I will not smoke all day Friday, but. This past week, I was smoking a lot. Well, whatever. I got to figure that shit yeah. out. <laughs> All right. We just got done doing Jeff's Patreon episode, and boy, was it a good time. One dollar gets you all of our content on our Patreon, which includes the counter to this podcast you're watching right now, which we call Two Jack Bros After Dark, where we enlighten our guest's shadow self, as well as our uh, fight commentary and analysis on Ansley's Jiu-Jitsu matches. And some comedy stuff, some stand-up comedy stuff. Jeff, did you have a good time on the Patreon? I had a blast, honestly. That was great. Hell yeah. You hear what he said? He ain't lying. Check out our Patreon. One dollar gets you all of our exclusive content. Can't wait to have you in there. And now we're going to get back to the episode and find out who or what Jeff has to apologize to. All right, yeah. I feel like I would have a couple, but it would be disrespectful to not say the main one. Okay. (laughs) So, so I was, I graduated, I was like one year out of high school and we went to my buddy was like, let's go to this water park. And we went to this water park, uh, in Jersey. It was like an indoor water park. And like, you know, like how you go to like the locker room and like families are like getting situated and putting stuff in the cubbies or whatever. And like going out in the water park. 
and we were leaving and the bathroom was like in the locker room like it wasn't like a separate room it was just like right there and i like went you know to relieve myself and uh i went to flush it and uh, it just started to come back up oh no wait a second jeff it doesn't sound like you went to relieve yourself it sounds like you took a shit. I took a mean shit. <laughs> like a double plunger oriented. Like it was like it you would have had to call backup. Relieving yourself, that's the number one, Jeff. Okay. All right. <laughs> I felt I felt <laughs> right. I felt yeah. relieved. When, yeah. you, when he said relieve yourself, you for sure was like, Oh, he took a piss. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. Jeff. Maybe you guys have different bathroom <laughs> I dude, I I shit way more than I piss. Easily. Yeah. Easily. But I but it basically was coming back up and like they're like kids, like getting changed and like getting their like swim shoes on and stuff like that. And I literally had to be like, okay, I can either own up to this, wait for someone to come <laughs> Start in, hollering. stand by, <laughs> yeah, stand by the stall. Like that was me. Sorry about that, fellas. Like, you know, pick up your feet a little bit here, you know, whatever. But I genuinely ran out of the locker room, <laughs> and I said, we got to get the fuck out of here. And my buddy was like, what? And I was like, don't, don't, let's just go. Yeah. You and didn't we even left. stay in nope. water park. You nope, just... didn't left the water park. Left it, and to this day, I don't know how many families like water park day was ruined because there was just like a lazy river of just oh. shit coming out into the locker room. So I'd like to apologize to families <laughs> overall. It's something that eats me up every day. Yeah. It's definitely like the worst thing I've probably ever done. Is just like ruin people's families like day, like that yeah. big water park day. That must be. It must feel good to get off your chest. Yeah, it does feel nice, actually. It does feel really nice. I felt really bad about that for years. Yeah, you families know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> if you know who you are. Sorry, yeah. Sahara yeah. Sams. Yeah. yeah. Goodness gracious. That is, I don't even think I have follow-up questions for that. <laughs> are you, do you have anything? No. Um, no, it just makes me think about one time I went to a water park birthday party with my son and my mom came with me because we had the girls and they were little. And um, so we're there. And Finn's like, my, my tummy hurts. And my mom's like, okay, I'll take him to the bathroom. And uh, they're gone for like ever. And like, but I had the girl, I was like, oh, okay. What? She came back so scarred. Apparently he like didn't make it to the bathroom. He like shit like his bathing suit. And then she proceeded to like try to clean his bathing suit. And she's like, I put my hand in the toilet with it. And I tried to shower him. And, she, and I was like, you should have just like, she, you should have just been like Jeff and ran out of there <laughs> yes. and left the, like yes. throw the suit in the toilet or oh. the trash and like been like, okay, I'm out. But uh, yeah. And she, she doesn't get scarred by much and she was very scarred by it. But I was like, I felt bad. Cause I was just like, I don't know what they're doing in there. You oh, know, yeah. I've got I a total excuse. She sounds like a good person. Though. It sounds like she handled it. Like yeah. I didn't She's, handle it. I ran yeah. away because <laughs> yeah. I was like, there's just no, I can't win this yeah. scenario. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> yeah. One time when, bef- before my daughters were born, my son was just like an infant. Ansley was changing his diaper. <laughs> and while he, she was doing that, he exploded shit all over her. Now I'm in the, I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm in the bathroom, you know, like shaving or doing some bathroom shit. And um, Ansley comes like screaming, hollering, running to the bathroom. And I open up the door and I see her covered in shit, holding my son. And my first reaction was to close and lock the door. (laughs) I couldn't even help myself. It was just like... So, Jeff, I I get where you're coming from is what I'm saying. You're like, you're not my family. (laughs) Yes. So, we'll consider that a a pelvis chakra unlocked. Yeah. 
is a wild apology. I'm sure many people out there, dude, we're not the only two people that after you said that start thinking of our shit story. Yeah. Just so you know, <laughs> like people are pausing this podcast right now to think of all their shit stories. Yeah, for sure. We all have at yeah. least a handful. Yeah. yeah. At least. Yeah. And we've, we, I mean, we've all es- escaped the toilet or two. Right. Yeah. You, know I mean? you run away from that. Yeah. Because my thing is like, you got to have the proper tools ready to get, like have a plunger. I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. I'll do it. But like, if your staff is like not in shouting distance, yeah. <laughs> it's too late. Yeah. 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 I keep a portable plunger in my fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always ready to jump. All right. Ansley. All right. We're to the moving. gut chakra now. How do you deal, how do you overcome disappointment? Ignorance. (laughs) Ignorance is bliss. I don't know. I feel constantly like, I feel like, I feel like most scenarios, I'm like, yeah, I'm most likely disappointing somebody. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure my, like my parents love me, you know, I'm sure they weren't like stand-up comedian. That's what he wants (laughs) to do right there. That's what we want for him. Driving that beer van around. Like that was it. Like, you know, my dad's like a very corporate America man, like, you know tie to work every day like kind of one of those like what, what does he do uh he's a regional manager for a storage company so he like is like on the board for some storage company it's like a cubicle for your stuff yeah <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> okay yes we yeah my yeah, a dynasty. Not a pattern not a pattern here. Yeah. you like confined spaces yeah, yeah. Are you an only child, or there? No, I have. A, I'm the oldest of four boys. Oh, okay. So I have three younger brothers. All which right. also, I think, is a level of trying not to. You know, you want to be like you're like forced in a role model position. Yeah. I think in mm-hmm. a way, so you try not to like disappoint your brothers and stuff like that. Show them how things are supposed to be handled and done. Is like you know being a man. Yeah. Okay. So I always like to ask this question because you know, we did we did do a little bit of a pre-interview beforehand because I was so late getting stuff <laughs> ready that Jeff had to sit around and talk to me before yeah, this. Yeah. I'm so sorry you had to sit around and okay. talk to me. But uh, So I, I know that you did do sports. Do you have any uh, disappointment or even if you did theater or any type of performance stuff, but any sort of disappointment that you still think about every, every now and again from that experience? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just wasn't... Uh, I wasn't like a gifted athlete, you know, I definitely had to work for everything that I got. You know what I mean? Like I earned spots in lineups if I was there or I wasn't in the lineup because I didn't earn it. So, uh, but yeah, I'd say like I got injured. I I know we talked about a little bit briefly, but yeah, I got like injured three times in one baseball season, Mm. my junior year. And then I never played organized sports ever again. (laughs) I like, I had a slip disc in my back. Uh, I like, broke my pinky in my throwing hand and then I like had costrochondritis in my chest which is just like the inflammation of like the cartilage in your chest or whatever but yeah so I basically was I was like well I never even got to see what I could be as I was like morphing into this adult body Mm -hmm. you know because I hit like a growth spurt late I was like I was like five foot in eighth grade yeah and then I like joined the football team and grew like nine inches yeah, and became 70 years old. Yeah, literally. <laughs> My, they were like, your back wasn't built for this height. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. So, I mean, so you just really just didn't get to do anything in that baseball season at all? No, I I actually, it was funny. They go, Jeff, to get you kind of acclimated back into things, we're going to send you down to like, you know, a couple of JV games, get some at-bats in before you come back up. And uh, 
I took, I think, I want to say six at-bats that whole year, and I got hit by a pitch on five of them. <laughs> and I was like, are we joking right now? Can I play? Like, yeah. it felt like everybody was like, you will not play baseball this year. You are hurt. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget that. Like, It's like, oh, you know what, Jeff? JV might be a little much. We're going to send you back down to T-ball <laughs> real quick. Yeah. See if you can... Uh, <laughs> Jeff comes back. It's like I was hit by three pitches yeah. <laughs> in T-ball. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it was coach pitch. I don't know. I yeah, was a real yeah, dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's uh, all right, Jeff. I like that. That's uh, we'll consider that a disappointment chakra unlocked. Yes. Sorry to hear about that. By the way, it's okay. I, <laughs> yeah. I had no, I had no future in sports for the yeah. record. It wasn't like I was like I could have been. I was never going to be. I think I was just like I was robbed of my senior year of sports, or like yeah, you know that with your friends, or you know stuff like that. But it's just as a person who 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 did uh, flourish in high school sports, it's sad to hear someone say that they were too injured to play baseball. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally. Wow, it was all torso related. Yeah. A lot of the injuries, a lot so of torque. Sorry on, to uh, hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Like I played, I played the rest of the game on a broken leg. I'm like, well, I had to sit out. <laughs> I had a sore finger. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely tough. All right, uh, I think we can keep that moving. We can keep it moving, Ansley. All right, we are at the heart chakra. Jeff, what have you learned from grief? Hmm, Ooh, that's a good one. Um, what have I learned from grief? Probably just I don't know. I guess the basics of like appreciating those around you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's just, I think grief is just the most, like, it's time to be self-reflecting in a way. Like, it's time to, it's got to impact you in some way or else it wasn't grief, right? Like, it was just kind of like you moved past, it was nothing. So I imagine that, yeah, I don't know, I guess just appreciating life, not caring about, like, you know, like I said earlier, like the nine to five jobs and all that stuff. Like, it's just being around people and doing things you want to do, spending your days how you want to spend them. Okay. Now, are you reminded of a of a of a specific moment of grief when that question is asked? No, knock on wood. I've been like pretty fortunate. I would say I haven't like experienced too much grief. I would say in my mm-hmm. life, I think there's been more. Yeah, I don't know. More appreciating before we've kind of hit that point, like using one and just kind of changing the outlook and and uh yeah i don't know like, i haven't experienced I, a lot of grief. I'm, I'm a little confused about what you mean but like you said using one for to do to deal with the other yeah like um like i think like if you have like you know maybe not even a significant death or something like that but like some where you lost somebody and you know going through that grief it's like i feel like i can use this one instance to try to shape avoiding feeling this way in the future because i feel like at least if i'm open to like appreciating that person in the present i'm not gonna feel like i lost them i feel like it's like well at least i was aware of the present as opposed to harping on the past in a way i guess so now like if somebody dies you're like oh well i love them yeah like i well i told (laughs) it it depends like did i do a good enough job of yeah making it that i you know there's people in my life that i'm like yeah if i were to die or if they were to die i would know that we were good that we loved each other that we respected each other that we were on a good wavelength there wasn't any type of like unsaid feelings or anything like that. I try to just be like really genuine and authentic that, with my be relationship. A strange thing to say to somebody because it would be much more of a compliment than they could understand, right? Yeah. If you if you said to your girlfriend, <laughs> you know, what makes me feel really good is that if you died, 
I wouldn't even care. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good run. Yeah, I mean, we killed it. Yeah, yeah. like man, it wouldn't even bother me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, I think ignorance. I think I just gotta be like real ignorant to a lot of these things and just yeah. be like, "Yep, keep rolling, keep yeah. on rolling." Now, what, what what was your initial grief experience? Um, yeah, it was. I just like fucked up a scenario. I feel like like I fucked up a a good relationship with somebody. And then it was like an ex, and now we like you know we don't talk anything like that, which is fine. Like we not there's no animosity. I think it was just like in the moment of, um, like she went and deployed into the military, like she signed up for the military, mm-hmm. and then I <laughs> could have probably done a better job of like being the other person at home, like you know mm-hmm. what I mean, like being the non-military part of it, and like understanding and like kind of try like but again i was also like 17 18 years old so i was so fucking stupid so she went off to the military and you were at home being a bad bitch yeah literally <laughs> i was like i was like yeah i was like army boyfriends am i right like yeah. fuck dude but also at the same time you're like i respect you guys you guys are awesome very nice thank you so much i appreciate you all yeah it was tough yeah but then you're like i could have been better i was just like not I could have been more present. Like, I just fucked that up where it was like, you could have just been more aware of how to handle, you know, more of like a long distance type thing. Mm-hmm. And then you end up having to go through like a breakup in long distance format. So I feel like the grief's also like very mental. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of like you're putting more weight on yourself than maybe even need to. I, it's like, every, you know, when you, when you are listening to somebody tell something and as they're describing it, there's, there's what they're going to say and then like what you hope they're going to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like as, as a comedian, that happens probably more than it should. But when you were saying uh, that you messed up a situation, uh, this relationship, and she deployed off to the army, like, dude, my heart was like, please tell me it's because you signed her up for the army. <laughs> like, she didn't know. She just got called and deployed to the army. And you're like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. I know you've been, uh, <laughs> been really bored around the house. I uh, signed you up for a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I'm guessing you cheated on her. You you dis- you lied no. to her. No, no, I didn't. I just didn't do. I think it was more of like a buildup of like suspicion, lack of communication. I actually was fucking golden. I was like good, but it's like the fear creeps in, and then doubt creeps in, and then it's like you assume things, and then it just becomes so like fractured that uh, yeah. Wait, I don't know. the paranoia came from you, not her. Both. No, it was both. Okay, it was mainly okay, it was gotcha. mainly her. Gotcha. gotcha. It was mainly gotcha. her. But like she would like, I don't know. It's like a whisper. It's like whisper down the lane. And then you're like, yeah, like Jeff was doing this. She's like I wasn't doing. I was fucking at the movie. I, I got so high. I fell asleep at the movies. I wasn't even like there with anybody. Like, yeah. But she's like, I heard you were at the movies. And I'm like, I fucking yeah. I, got, I fell asleep during all of 22 Jump Street. I've still never seen the movie. I paid to go see it. I fell asleep the whole movie. Like, yeah. Did she have were you and like still in your guys's hometown? So she had like friends that she would talk to. that would be like, yeah, like family. They were this. like, yeah, Jeff was at the movie theaters with like a girl. And I'd be like, I was with like eight people. Yeah. Two of them were women. Yeah. I fell asleep next to my buddy pat like yeah and yeah but again it's one of those things that you're like well you could have been like writing more you could have been doing this and you're like yeah "Yeah, definitely i'm a fucking idiot dude i'm 18 like i don't even know what i'm doing with my life i'm 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 barely i still have acne all over my face like i'm a child you know what i mean so and she was a little older than me as well she was a couple years older so it was like a lack of maturity i think we were on different places um and then it's really amplified when you don't see that person and then they're just surrounded by like the most fit men every day. You know what I mean? 
Do, what, what did you feel like you lost when you when that relationship was over? Oh, uh, like my whole future, because I was like, this is my plan. This is my person. Like, mm-hmm. you know, again, naive, young. And then you're like, I feel like that's a lot of people when they go through like a breakup is they're like, what am I now going to do? Because yeah. I was going to do this with this person. Yeah. And now I have to reset. So I think that was part of the breakup as well that I was like, I got into stand up because I was like, dude, I got to like, <laughs> I got to get out and stop being depressed all the time. So I'll just go to a room of comics and we can all be depressed together. That's a good choice. <laughs> it's it's like, maybe not. It still could have yeah. been a real bad dis- crossroad decision. I might have took the wrong exit. But yeah. Like get out of the solo depression and go into a depression festival yeah, right. <laughs> where everybody has it. And nobody projecting. has it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone has it. Nobody has it. Um, yeah. What did she, uh, was she, is she a ranked military human being? She was, uh, she was like just signing up and going through like the phases of like basic training and stuff like that at the time. So it was like, I'm okay. sure she's ranked now. I'm sure she's fucking killing it. Yeah. I'm not sure. So she, she enlisted. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. She enlisted. Yeah. She was, uh, it was like helping also like pay for her college. Like she at the time was going to go to like be like a nurse and yeah. like, you know, try to help her go through that. Um, and yeah. Just a big, it was just a big learning experience. I have no like animosity or anything towards the relationship. I think yeah. it's just like a, you know, you learn that things could have been handled better on both sides. But like that was definitely, I think, because I again haven't experienced a lot of like big deaths, knock on wood. But uh, yeah, like that was probably a big loss for me of somebody that clearly I was like very attached to. Mm-hmm. All right. That's sorry, I got real deep there. Sorry. No, it's no, great. I mean, it's kind of how this podcast goes sometimes. I mean. I, I guess I should apologize for asking the question. No, <laughs> technically, Ansley asked the question. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. So uh, definitely, heart chakra unlocked. Ansley, take it away. All right, we're at the throat chakra, Jeff. So, what is a favorite lie that you have told, and you get extra karmic points if it's still in rotation? Favorite lie that I've told? Yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. A favorite lie that I've told. That's a good one. Um, probably. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't think I have too many lies currently in rotation, but I think I have had. Uh, I was like a big liar, like in elementary school. I feel like. nice <laughs> when I didn't know that people caught on. Yeah. yeah. Like I thought I was just the best liar. <laughs> Like, I would go around and be like, oh, that's cool. My dad has nine of those, actually. So, and I'd be like, oh, that? I actually made that myself with my own two hands. And you're like, this is a super soaker. And you're like, yeah, yeah. I built that. And you're like, it's a war. <laughs> no, it was, you bought it. There's a price tag on it. Like, I feel like I was just like a, such a bad liar for so long that I eventually was like, lying is just not my thing yeah. at all. Yeah, I was a big, I was a serial liar as yeah. a child. Was there, was there, was there one that came back to bite you that you were like, all right, this has got to? I threw a, so I actually threw a party one time at my uh, parents' house in high school. Now that you said that, it reminded me of high school. But I, I threw a party one time in high school, and my parents came home, and my dad called out every single thing wrong with the house as if he was there. Like, he was like, seems our uh, uh, dinner tables moved out six inches in case somebody needed to stand back here to be playing Pong or something. And I was like, were you fucking here? Like, how did you know? He's like, this was chewed up because the dog was locked in our bedroom because you didn't want the dog out with the... And I was like, oh, I had nothing to say that I literally lied by just denying, but nothing else. Like, he would be like, this happened. I'd go, no. (laughs) Oh, really? Because, well, why was the... Why did... Why is there all the recyclables taken out? You never take out the recyclables. Felt like taking out the recyclables. That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> but you didn't take it out here? No. I wanted to, you know, it's too many cans. Like I didn't yeah. have I felt like I had nothing. Like I just was like, no. 
no, you're wrong. And I did not throw a party here, even though there's so much evidence. Yeah. And then they find out you had a... You yeah, I said it like years later. My dad was like, what did you think that was like a big admission to me? Like, I fucking knew that already. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I did throw that party. He's like, yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was never... We were never like... Maybe we were wrong with Jeff. Like, yeah. Yeah. Now, was your dad a partier growing up? Because like, yeah. I don't know if I would be able to walk into a room and notice party crumbs <laughs> the way that your dad was. Do you I know think, what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like this hair pong. on the floor is clearly from someone doing a keg stand. But this right. hair on the couch is clearly from someone laughing so hard they put their head back. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? Somebody like punched like my wall as well. Yeah. I was like, ah, elbow hit it going to the bathroom. And he was like, are you, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't even make sense. You yeah. took a piss and elbowed the wall. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Aggressive peeing. That's one of the things that people don't realize about lying. It's like, you're not getting away with lying as much as the person you're lying to is just like, do I even want to keep doing this? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, goodness gracious. Like, they don't want to see you become the person you'd have to become to continue lying. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's a good point. Yeah. I, I, that was the first time I've ever said that. And I yeah. think that is probably what it, I've been trying to articulate that for decades. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that was the first time I ever nailed it. But Jeff... I feel like, dude, I just, I just feel like I want to point my finger at you right now. <laughs> I just, I just like, oh, Jeff. Jeff. Okay. That's the throw chakra unlocked, Jeff. <laughs> I'm going to like move on this, like from this before I start like yelling at our son. Yeah. <laughs> Get up here. Get up. Yeah. He's, not, he's nine right now, Jeff. And he's got uh, some time. He's got some time, but uh, he needs to know that he can't get away with that. Yeah. You know? um, all right. Feeling good, looking good. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. All right. So we are to the third eye. So we're out of the physical and into the metaphysical chakras. So Jeff, what is something that you thought of as separate, but you've, as you've gotten older, you've learned that it's really the same? Hmm. And if you remember, by the way, in the Guru episode, this is the part where Toph learns to metal bend. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I do remember that. Yes. Um... I don't I don't know. I think maybe it would be like something that I thought was separate that is now the same. Mm-hmm. It's a tough one. That is a tough one. I'd say like maybe just the fact that maybe I thought that outside forces impacted like my life and I've I've like taken on more accountability, I feel like lately where I'm like, oh no, it's a hundred percent me. Like I feel like I used to separate like my success or my things or don't line up with all the crazy things that are happening in my life right now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's what's derailing me from this to reach my destination. But I think, you know, you hit a point where you're like, those are just excuses. Whereas before I'd be like rationalizing them as reasons as opposed to excuses. Yeah. And then I was like, no, I think you just need to have accountability of like, it didn't happen because you didn't go to the, th- you have to show up to the show or you have to be at the mic if you wanted to have done that thing. Or you have to, yeah. you can't, be upset that you can't get a house right now because the market's bad. Like, go fucking get a house if you want to go get a house. Like, go do the things you have to go do. Don't take one thing as like, this is why I can't go do it. Okay. So, uh, let me just see if I can parse this out. So, you're saying your successes and failures are, are you when before you thought your successes and failures were coming from outside of you? Yes. Yeah, okay. a lot of outside I thought it was more. Like, it couldn't be me. Mm-hmm. It couldn't be me. Like, I think it was just, like, again, lack of maturity. But, like, you're like, no, these things are the reason. And then you're like, no, dude, you fucking suck. <laughs> you yeah. just, you're sitting on the couch and you're like, 
Ah, I did. I was. It was a long day today. Maybe I won't go out. And you're like a long day. Shut the fuck up and get out there, dude. Long yeah. day. That was the easiest. That was you have your first thought was a cop out. Like my first thought about going to this. I'm like, what if I didn't go and I canceled? Like, yeah. which I still do. I love canceling. Canceling is like one of my favorite things. It's a pretty good time. <laughs> it's, <one of> <laughs> it's a good feeling. That is that is a crazy thing that happens with comedians though. Is that you'll you'll talk to comedians and they'll be complaining about not getting booked on this or not getting booked on that, and then you. You know, talk a little longer, and you find out they've never contacted the booker for this, and they never went to this show. They never, yeah. you know, say, like, "Well, how do these people even know you exist?" Yeah, you know, it's uh, but yeah, that's 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 a good one. I like that one, and uh, yeah, I don't even have any. Are you? Do you have any follow up? I mean, no, no, that, uh, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it makes sense. Absolutely, it's. Uh, I still blame everything I do. I fail at on. Ansley, not really on Ansley completely, but it's like the fact that we had kids at such a young age. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, man. Dude, in the prime, I was 33. (laughs) In the prime, in my prime. And you you anchored me down with the kid. Yeah. yeah. I was robbed of my best years. (laughs) All right. A lifelong ACL tear. You're yeah, just like, yeah, God yeah, damn yeah. it. <laughs> Shit. Now I can't be on Jeff's high school baseball team. Yeah. <laughs> and there was an open spot because yeah. I was out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So that was definitely a third eye chakra unlocked. Ansley, take it away. We're at the crown chakra. Final question. Okay. It's a two-parter. Now, if you remember in the Avatar... He didn't completely open his crown chakra, which means he couldn't go into the avatar state at any time. That's a big deal. Right. That's yeah. when, he, when he left, right? Avatar, mm-hmm. yeah. For, left. For, for, yeah. And he was like, you can't be leaving for that. Yeah. We need to be the you know greater picture here. Yeah. yeah. Actually, the guru was like, dude, bros before a yeah. rose. <laughs> Ang was too young to understand bros before Yeah, yeah. So it's like the first like guru monkeys like seen since being back, and he was like, "All right, I'll see you later, dude. I got a girl. I got to go check yeah. out." Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this sh- these visuals ain't cool enough for yeah. me. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Ansley, take yes. it away. So Jeff, what is one thing you can't give up, and why? It's the first part. And what would giving it up mean? That's a really good question. I like that question a lot. Um, I I do this thing. I don't know if you guys get this way. I can't let go of like my time, like my wind down time. And like, Mm. so like, let's say I get, you know, let's say I get home from a mic at nine o'clock. All right. Well, I need like an hour and a half, two hours to like smoke, decompress, get ready, like do my own thing out of that day, like have my me time and then go to bed. But I could also get home from like Raven Lounge at like four o'clock in the morning and I still need my hour to two hour of me time to decompress. Like, I won't be like, got to go to bed. The next thing, like, these are the, I genuinely, like, if I don't have that hour and a half or two hours of, like, wind down time, mm-hmm. like, it's almost like you do shit, like, all day for, like, your girlfriend or work or stuff like that, that when, I feel like when my girlfriend goes to bed is when I'm like, okay, now I can, like, do the shit that I, play video games, play Call of Duty, get, like, just kind of come down and have me time where it's like, I'm not just constantly... I have a hard time letting go of that, even though, like, like last night I went to bed at, like, 4 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. I got home from drinking at, like, 2 o'clock, but my girlfriend went to bed, and I was like, I got to smoke, and I got to throw on some TV a little bit. I got, I just need this time, even though I did not have a hard day. I was like, but I need this. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what would giving that up mean to you? 
I don't know. I think it's like just too big of a sacrifice for me. Like I feel like that'll happen when I have kids. Maybe then I'll be like, I can rechannel this to children. But I feel like good I good luck with that. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Yeah, I was just saying, is that not how it works? Or I mean, yeah. I, dude, I don't know how anything. Works. I, if you want to <laughs> sleep, I don't know. Yeah, right. I don't know. I think I'd have a hard time giving that up unless it was for like the greater sacrifice of like having a family and like having kids and stuff. Yeah, but I'd have a hard time letting go. I think that. I'm more for me personally. I'm more at a point where it's like. I'm having a hard time. It's not that I'm not having a hard. It's not giving it up because like I'm not. It's not something I'm holding on to now. Okay. Like that that decompression time after shows that keeps you up late at night. It's actually something that I'm actively trying to stop. Okay. Because if I do go to sleep, when I wake up tomorrow, I feel so much more refreshed. Right. If I get longer sleep. Right. You know. So it's uh. Yeah, it, it goes both ways. Man. Logistically, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, when you say that, I go, yeah, go yeah. to bed. That's yeah. better. And mm-hmm. then I don't because I'm like, I'm a degenerate night owl and I yeah. need time to play video games and watch dumb YouTube videos and smoke a blunt. Like, it's not good. It's not <laughs> better. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I don't even, I, like, I'm like, I have so much anxiety over the fact that I need to be sleeping instead of doing what I'm about to do. That I'll spend an hour about to watch YouTube videos, <laughs> right. mm-hmm. you know, like literally with my phone in my hand, not doing anything, just like, oh, I cannot believe I'm about to do this. Yeah, for 55 minutes, <laughs> and then if, after 55 minutes, I'm like, well, I'm not gonna go to bed without watching the videos now. <laughs> like, right. start watching the video. So anyway, um, but yeah, so that's uh, that was pretty much it, Jeff. How do you feel? I feel unlocked. I feel like I was very. Uh... Yeah, I was a little more open than I wanted to. to ne- I thought that I would be. Not that I yeah, wanted yeah, to be yeah. more than I thought I would be coming into this. But uh, it tends yeah. to be how it happens. Yeah, nice. it's not a bad thing yeah. by any means, right? Like I feel like I. Yeah, these are good. Que- these are not questions that I feel like I ask myself. You know, so mm, they're yeah. very uh, thought-provoking questions. Yeah. Now you can go into the avatar state. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That'd That's be so fucking. If I just fucking lit up, and just, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, you have tattoos. I do. Yeah, well, I do. Get them light up. Low. The little arrow here could light up a little yeah. bit. But yeah. can I ask you guys this? Do you do you guys have uh, your go to of like what bender you would be? Yeah. Or do you guys are like I'd be the fucking avatar? <laughs> well, it, here's the thing though. You you can try that, but even if you are the avatar, you have to start as one bender. True. Yeah. True. Water bending. Water. Okay. Mm. Yeah, dude. It's probably. I mean, I, I would want to be an earthbender because that that's, it's just what I want to be. Okay. But I'm probably an airbender. Okay. Yeah, I'm a little light on my toes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> twinkle, twinkle toes. toes. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm for sure twinkle toes. It, it kills me. <laughs> it kills me. Do you ever have a, I love when people come up and they're like, I, I, I'd be a waterbender. And you're like, not even in your wildest dreams. Like, I love when people, like, don't have theirs, right? You're like, dude, you would yeah. not be a firebender. Are you out of your yeah. mind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you don't yeah, have yeah. that in you. It's like, yeah. you're not being true to yourself. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah, like, as kid, much as you said, the earth thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, the kid, everyone, they told me I'd be an earthbender because I, like, break things and stuff. I wish I was a waterbender. <laughs> yeah, she walks heavy. Yeah. <laughs> she walks heavy. 
So, uh, but yeah, Jeff, thank you so much for doing that, man. Yeah, thanks that for was having awesome. me. Yeah, and you do have time to stick around for the Patreon, Yeah, right? absolutely. Sweet deal. Absolutely. So Jeff is going to hop in on the Patreon. Just want to remind you guys that our Patreon is only $1 to get all of our exclusive content, which includes the counter to this podcast, which we call Two Jack Bros After Dark, because that's where we're going to enlighten Jeff's shadow self. Ooh. <laughs> we also have some fight commentary and analysis that we do on Ansley's jiu-jitsu matches, but we're a little behind on that, but we're, we definitely Gotta do, do that. That's part of the $1 package. And some stand-up comedy stuff that we put up there. One dollar gets you all of our exclusive content. That was the best I've ever done that. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, what am I going to mess up? Yeah. What am I going to mess up? <laughs> yeah. So, again, guys, thank you so much for watching. We love all the support that we get from you people. We love all the messages that we get and how this podcast affects you in all the positive ways. Thank you so much for sharing all that stuff. It helps us keep going. But we probably would anyway because we're weird. But uh, we love you guys. Yes. And we're out. See ya. To Jack Rose, to Jack Rose.